Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manusheri and today's episode is with the wonderful Laura Bailey who you might know better as Laura Smile Club who has very recently gone super super viral on TikTok and as you might know TikTok is one of my favorite subjects to talk about and in this episode we talk about the role of dental therapists in the dental industry Um, We talk about Laura's success on TikTok and she shares some of her tips and tricks um, to succeed on TikTok. So if you're considering starting on there, we go through what we've both experienced, what's worked and what hasn't worked for us um, so that hopefully you can become a super successful viral dental personality. excited to announce that this episode is very kindly sponsored by Enlighten. You may have seen me rave about them on my social media channels. I get so many questions about teeth whitening, which brand I recommend and how I personally whiten my teeth. And the answer to all those questions is Enlighten. What's really special about Enlighten is that they guarantee a B1 shade. For those of you that don't know, B1 is the brightest natural shade of teeth that we have. And the great thing is that there are no dietary or lifestyle changes with Enlighten, so you can continue to drink your coffee and still whiten your teeth, which was the biggest selling point for me personally. For more information about Enlighten, please check out my social media. And now without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I am amazing. I've been super excited to come on this and chat to you. Me too. I know we've been planning this podcast even before you were TikTok famous. So a lot has changed (laughs) since we actually planned this. So before we get into all of that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got here, please? Sure. So um, my name's Laura Bailey. I am a dental therapist, been qualified for almost 10 years seems mad how quickly time goes um I'm based in Richmond in London and that's that's actually the main practice I work at I don't work at any other practices um I do a lot of prevention and cosmetic and just love to have a little dabble in social media so that's how we connected basically yeah amazing now dental I feel like dental hygienists and dentists their role is pretty clear and a lot of people know uh, what they do but with dental therapists I don't think enough people know what the role is and what it involves and uh, you know just how much you can do so for people who don't know could you just tell us a little bit about what dental therapy is what kind of stuff you do day to day um, and how it's different to being a hygienist and how it's different to being a dentist 100% I think and actually that's been highlighted even more on social media that it's it's not well known what we do. So dental therapists have such a, a key um, role in dentistry. We we do a lot of what hygienists do. So our scope of practice includes the, the, the role of a hygienist. So we do preventative gum treatments, um, fissure sedents, um, fluoride treatment. Um, but we also have a lot of restorative work that we can do. So we can do all types of fillings, um, direct fillings. Um, we can do whitening, which hygienists can do as well. We can actually do checkups um, in private dentistry. We can't do it on the NHS yet because of the whole performer number, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, and actually, we are really important um, for patients to be able to access dentistry if they can't see a dentist. Um, and we form really close relationships with our patients. We tend to see them every three months. Um, so, yeah, and we can actually do a lot more things if we train to do the, the scope of practice is quite um blurred and the fact that it says if you are trained and competent to do something you can do it so it's quite exciting <laughs> nice and big 
Um, yeah. Tell me about direct access. So do, do patients come and see you directly or do they usually get referred from the dentists in the practice? How does it work? Yeah, so I think when I was working mainly as a hygienist, I was seeing probably like 20% direct access and the rest was referrals from dentists. Um, since I've moved into restorative and the more kind of cosmetic side of things, I would say that 85% of my patients direct access. Um, so they come to see me, they might have seen a dentist elsewhere recently, or they may have not seen a dentist in 10 years and I'm their first sort of call that they've, you know, trusted. What's your favorite part of the job? Because I know it's quite varied and it's not just one thing and you do, you're quite active on doing different things and you do some teaching as well. What's your favorite part of the job? What do you like to do most of? I, I, I love doing small makeover stuff. Um, I just think that reaction that you get from the patient you know and you've you've been on the journey you've done the trial smile you've done the whitening you've got their gums in good nick like it's so rewarding to see how it can change a person's confidence and it can change their life like everything about their life can change just from you know improving their smile yeah it's 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 interesting isn't it because sometimes you think it's just teeth like for us sometimes you're just doing the technical element of it you don't realize how much of an impact it actually does have on the patients and it sounds cliche to say it but you've been through that journey with them and it almost feels like it's your makeover that you've gone through and you go through it again and again so I don't think it ever gets old no and I do feel like I've said it before I feel like sometimes it's like finishing a really good book so you you've been so into it and you've you know gone through the ups and downs and when it comes to an end you almost need to mourn the book before you move on to another one because because you're so emotionally invested and it's almost sad obviously I see them again but we're never going to go through that again to that extent so it's almost like mourning the patient until another lovely patient walks in and I, I and I can figure out how to change their life as well but it's an incredible bond it's like you've gone through that and then you when you see them for checkups and things it's almost like you're seeing your friend and you know uh, with smile makeovers that go on for some time maybe you've been preparing them maybe you've been getting their gums and teeth healthy before you go through that uh, you bond with a patient it's almost like you see them more often than your friends and family sometimes because yeah. they're coming to see you so often so you're definitely yeah, emotionally and, invested and they they tend to comment and like more of my stories or Instagram <laughs> posts than any of my friends anyway so <laughs> which which brings us nicely onto the next part which is uh, social media and things and that's how obviously we met and that's you know you've gone um, pretty viral on TikTok and you're doing incredible things raising awareness um so tell me about that how did you start on social media when did you start and and what was the sort of thought process behind it before you started yeah so I think um like a lot of us I started on Instagram and I, I started my account um, in COVID, really, I, you know, I was, it was sat, sat at home in those four months that we weren't allowed to work, twiddling my thumbs or fingers, whatever it is. And I was like, what am I going to do to grow my business and to come out positively from this situation? And to be honest, I didn't really know where to start. So I started looking at, you know, accounts that I um, enjoyed and inspired to be like and, and just took the plunge. So started on Instagram. That That is a gradual slow burner isn't yeah, it like it yeah. can be a little bit soul destroying um so anyway I think it's that, so it's yeah. so saturated right now probably 10-15 years ago Instagram was growing like crazy but now because there's so many people doing the same thing it's just incredibly slow and you have to be doing something incredibly different to to get any sort of traction on there totally and I think that's where my 
my kind of funny reels of me dancing and just just being you know not so serious I think sometimes we're all a bit too serious as medical and dental people um so I started doing that um and that kind of became my I don't know my personality on on I, I honestly love your um reels and your TikToks even like even I think the pre-viral Laura I love her stuff and I remember messaging you and I was like these these reels make me really happy please never stop making them honestly <laughs> I, I definitely need to go back to my roots I think and and be a bit weirder <laughs> I just I just love those I just love them I love all of all of what you do but those are my favorites I think so then so then TikTok came about and at first I thought, what is this nonsense? This is so weird. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I dabbled in it. I, I posted a few videos and, you know, they kind of flop, don't they? Like two views. And you think, <laughs> OK, I need to rethink this. And like you put some of your best work on there and you think, how has that not gone viral? <laughs> you know, me dancing to chicken wing, chicken wing. Oh, I love <laughs> um, that one. That one, I loved it. <laughs> um, so anyway, so then. I just thought like I'm gonna give this a proper crack so you know you learn so much about the algorithm you know posting multiple times a day um being active coming off there's so many different tips and tricks so you just try that so I started doing that posting more regularly um doing some lives and then one day I posted it was actually about um it was about crowns the you know dental tourism the risks involved and considerations that patients should potentially think of and it just yeah I woke up to a million views overnight and it was mad it was absolutely mad and then it just continued to grow and I think at the moment that particular video is almost on 18 million views which is insane insane the whole of London like I'm actually scared when I go outside to shop (laughs) because I'm like they're gonna be like that's the crown lady (laughs) (laughs) it's insane Um, honestly but I think that the main thing that's that's been really exciting is the response to it I think at first I was a bit scared because I thought people would you know be like oh it doesn't matter like it's our body we can do what we want to and uh, you know kind of negative but 99% of people agree with what I'm saying or have changed their mind due to it so um, I've had so I probably had you know over 200 messages saying that they have decided to go down the Invisalign or minimal route rather than the dental tourism crown route, which for me is a massive win. That was the main point of doing it. Yeah. And you know, honestly, I keep thinking like this whole crowns and dental tourism and things, I think we've all, a lot of people have spoken about it and you think it's been done and it's over, but actually it never fails to surprise me that so many people still don't know. And when I did the video and it went viral, I got so many messages from people being like, I had no idea these were the risks. And what you were saying before in terms of them saying, yeah, it's my body, I'll do whatever I want. Of course, they're still allowed to say that. Autonomy, you can do whatever you want. There are risks. But as long as you're fully aware of what you're getting yourself into, because I've had patients who've been abroad, had treatment, and they they come back. And as we know, there can be complications with any kind of dentistry that you do. And just the access and the aftercare and all of that. And a lot of people complain about the cost of dentistry. Well, if you're going to, if you encounter problems with this kind of treatment, it's going to cost you a lot more and it's not necessarily going to be reversible damage uh, that's happened. So a, a lot of the time it costs you the entire smile, all of your teeth possibly. Yeah. And that's going to, that's like priceless. Like you're never going to be able to replace that with your natural teeth. So I think raising awareness on that is, is very, very important and, and 
yeah what, what's been some of the negative feedback that you've gotten so I guess um some of the negative stuff which I think which is another point about social media is that you have to be made of stern stuff I think um it was pretty hard at the beginning um you know I've had people say that you know they were going to report me to the GDC because I'm exposing people that I mean TikTok has weird guidelines it's like if they say that you can share it you can share it right it's consent Mm. but um so had some weird stuff like that just people just being horrible um I've had people saying that yeah it's their body which they can do what they want to um I've had people just insult me just my general (laughs) looks which is a bit strange but you know it's gonna happen um yeah it's it's been to be honest it has been about yeah 99% positive so I can't complain but I think TikTok is entirely different to Instagram in the way that a lot of people are anonymous and they feel that they can hide behind their username Mm. and say things that they wouldn't necessarily say Mm. um, to you in person so I think yes it's amazing going viral and helping all those people but you have to be prepared to take some of the rubbish from people yeah it doesn't make it okay it's it's strange that we live in that time where almost if you put yourself out there on social media it's guaranteed that you're going to get some negative feedback and some criticism um I remember when I first started on social media my brother was like because I'm you know I think we all are a little bit sensitive deep down some of us less than others um I'm generally quite sensitive so at the beginning I remember my brother had a chat with me and he was like look are you prepared to have people criticize you because even though you're you're amazing there's going to be people out there who think you're not so just be prepared for that um and at the beginning it was really difficult like and it wasn't even like super negative criticism or feedback it would be like a video about you know how I got into dentistry and then someone would be like yeah but who cares and even that would upset me, you know, I would sit yeah. there for like hours. And again, this was in lockdown, so it's not like we were doing anything else. And I would dwell on it and I would be sad about it. But then more as more and more happened, I kind of had to talk with myself and I was like, look, is the benefit you're getting from this, does it outweigh the negative? And I was like, yeah, of course, like easily. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, then this is what you have to take. Just move on. Like, as long as it makes sense for you, if the negatives outweigh the positives, then get off social media. But if it's the other way around, then it's doing what it's meant to do. And this is just like a side effect of it. So you have to be kind of prepared for that. Totally. And and also, I don't know about you, but I I stopped spending so much time reading Mm. comments and all of that. I think it's very easy to get sucked and uh, and drawn into that. But um, I've definitely limited my time on it. Yeah, because I think when, especially with TikTok, when you start at the beginning and they all tell you that with the algorithm, you have to reply to comments, you have to be kind of interactive. And and we are, and it is good to be that way. But when a video goes viral and there's hundreds of thousands of comments, it's just impossible to do that. And naturally you're going to get, you're going to get sucked down this rabbit hole of going into the comments and what people have replied to that and all of that. I mean, some of, some of these that I've gone through on some of my videos have been incredibly entertaining. I'll, I'll put yeah. it out there like they've been hilarious and they've literally made my day but there's ones where it's it's not so positive you know and um just just be selective don't read every single comment maybe spend like five ten minutes and then just get off it um yeah. when I did that video um that went viral a lot of people were criticizing me for using that video and they were saying why are you using this video of this person going abroad getting their teeth done it's cruel to them and I was like well actually this person has put their video out there and it, when it comes to TikTok, sort of privacy settings and all of that, you can choose whether people get to share your video or not. So 
when you post a video and a lot of people have reposted some of my stuff and even though sometimes it's not amazing content you when you post a video you consent for it to be reshared and all of that so that's that's something that you know takes some getting used to and initially you're like oh my gosh have I done something wrong um and I think what we were saying about dental professionals medical professionals starting on social media being a bit cold being a bit not themselves because we're scared because we're scared of you know ruining that professional image and it's a very very fine line of being relatable and down to earth and showing your true personality while still staying professional and I'm reassessing that line every single day um, of just making sure that the content I put out there doesn't cross that barrier because you still have to put out that professional image and we have obviously very strict guidelines we have to abide by so I think that's why a lot of people are scared to put the true self out there and be authentic. A lot of people don't understand TikTok and I think we can comfortably say we prefer I think it's fair to say we both prefer TikTok to Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um a lot of people don't understand TikTok and I think when I first started on this back in lockdown which is now gosh 2 years ago um there was a lot of negative press around TikTok a lot of people didn't understand it a lot of people were very much against professionals being on TikTok whereas now it's a completely different ball game like there's lawyers on there there's surgeons there's dentists there's doctors and it is very good for brand awareness for getting clients increasing business and all of that Um, and there's constantly new features and the more and more that grows the more and more people want to get on TikTok and, and to create videos and get on the bandwagon what would be your tips to somebody who's starting out on TikTok now that you've played around with the algorithm tested out different videos which we all have done um what are some of your tips and what are some of the things that you think have worked for you for getting views and becoming successful on TikTok yeah I mean I think at first I thought TikTok um the best things to post were kind of voiceovers and kind of funny jokes right um, but I think that is good when you have already have a following and you've built rapport with them and they understand that. Um, I think like trying to grow your TikTok, it, it's it's stuff like like learning. Like TikTok is massively pushing um, facts and um, learning. Um, someone told me the other day that that is the future of TikTok really is just people just being on there and learning stuff and um, growing their knowledge and 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 all of that so I think putting out stuff that maybe you necessarily don't think is that important but actually if you're a layman person or patient would be super useful and interesting um mm-hmm. will help um posting regularly so they say you should post three times a day I mean when you first start try that see how that goes but it's just more about being consistent um and you know interacting with people so you know replying to their comments I found that going live has really helped. Um, I did a period where I went live every day for like a week and that was really, really good. Um, and I started getting my like little warriors that turn up every live and Aww. like supporting me and stuff. Um, and yeah, that that grew it. And I think also staying true to your your brand and your identity. If you go off course so say you're say you're a dentist but you're also interested in like horse riding Mm. don't post about horse riding Mm. like no like obviously there will be people that care but people are there to see the teeth and the the dentist dental something 
So I think stay consistent with your brand. Um, that would be my top, top tips. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Well, tell me about going live because live is something that's new to me and I've tried it a few times and it's interesting and it's really interactive because so many people show up, so many more people than you expect show up, depending on obviously when you do it and all of that. But what do you do? What do you talk about? Do you just go live and just chat with the people? Because I, do, I usually I do a Q&A and I'm like, is this, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just answering the same questions. And a lot of people ask questions and I'm like, okay, that, that's really good. But what, what do you do usually? What do you talk about? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I so started doing the q and I said, like, ask me questions. Um, but you just, you, they get to the point where you just get inundated and you're like trying to catch up. Um, and that that did work really well when when things were really viral. And um, now I tend to do more like casual stuff. So say I get, I, I like to be early for work. I hate being late. So I'll get in like an hour before everyone, just so I can have my coffee, my breakfast, read my notes. <laughs> Um, and be organized so what I'll do is I'll just pop my phone on and I'll just I'll call it like a coffee morning and I'll just say you know hey guys like morning I'm just like getting ready for work I might do my makeup and talk to them and you know I find that I get like people interacting but I also like build those relationships with those people regulars that are coming on um and build rapport and I actually had someone the other day go oh hi morning Laura I'm seeing you next Monday for a concert I'm really excited and I thought this this social media platform is so crazy it's crazy like, yeah like in the last the last um like four weeks I probably had like 20 consults come from TikTok um it's just mad so I think going live and not having any preconceptions keeping it casual even if you go on for the 10 minutes TikTok's gonna love it that's what I'd say Amazing. So this brings me on nicely to our next point, which is how has social media and going viral affected your business? So in terms of actual patients, actual treatments, um, how has it changed your practice? Yeah, so I think the first time I went viral, I think my practice hated me, <laughs> like in a nice way. But they, the receptionists were like, Laura, we are working so hard. I cannot tell you how many consultation consultation requests I had. I think they had to work through over a thousand emails oh, wow. on that fir- on that first week. Absolutely insane. I had people calling from Germany that wanted to fly over and see me. I had someone from the Isle of Wight. Like it was just mind blowing. And I think because you never know when you're going to go viral, right? You can't necessarily set up the things in place. Prepare for it, yeah. But luckily, I have a great boss and he set up a landing page. He got everything done so that we could filter the leads. Because that's one thing I would say is TikTok, you get leads, but you got to remember that they are not paid for. Okay, they are technically free. Um, so the quality is going to be up and down. Okay, you're going to have some poor and you have some good. So finding a way that you can filter through them very quickly is really important to stop time wasters and to stop your reception team um, getting frustrated. So um, that was pretty stressful for them and me. But then I think once we figure that out, um, we've just had a really consistent like stream of patients coming through, and they are so nice. You know, they are patients that I can relate to. They are patients that want minimal invasive dentistry. Like I, when they come in and they say, oh, you know, I just want tiny. I'm like, yes, this is what I want to do. <laughs> um, it's almost like I've like designed my perfect patient, like <laughs> coming through. And um, 
obviously I don't do Invisalign, I don't do orthodontics, but you know, if that's the best thing for the patient, I'll refer them to one of my colleagues. And my colleagues have massively benefited from the TikTok as well. You know, they're seeing so many more Invisalign patients. So all in all, it's a huge business grower. It is. And I think it's it's the right type of patients. It's because sometimes when a patient walks through the door and they don't necessarily know you, you have to almost prove yourself to them, get to know them, spend a lot of time. It's a very personal thing, get, getting your teeth done, especially with cosmetic stuff, because it's like art. Not everybody will do the same thing. It's slightly different. Um, so you really have to connect with the person treating you. And I think the patients that come through social media are different in that they know you, they know your work, they're there for you. So you, it's almost like taking care of all the, all the stuff that you need to get done before you get to the good, exciting stuff of doing an actual smile makeover. So that's what I found as well as the type of patients that come in are the perfect type of patients. And they usually say you attract patients similar to yourself, people who relate to you. So a lot of the patients that I've been seeing are young female professionals. And honestly, yeah. like we're all just like friends. Like when I go to work some days, I'm just like, I just feel like this was a social event. I just did, did I get any work done? Like I just spent my entire day like talking to people. Um, so I think that's the major benefit of of social media is not only it can grow your business and get you patients, but it's the right type of patients who know you, who support you, and they're there for you. Totally. And I think what you touched on about, you know, building that rapport, you know, it can be so hard to build rapport in a half an hour consultation. Yeah. Um and they come in and I've heard this, I've heard this so many times, patient come, comes in and they say, I've been seeing you and, you know, you're the only person I trust to do my smile. And I just think that is mind blowing. You know, they've said they trust you and it's all from them watching your TikToks. Yeah. Um, it's just great. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I had a patient last week. I have um, a couple of my favorite patients who travel all the way from Leeds to come and see me quite regularly for Invisalign treatment. And they saw me on TikTok as well. And recently we were talking about, I'm not planning on moving anywhere, but recently we were talking about possibly relocating and what the future holds and all of that. And they were like, literally, wherever you go, we will follow you. Doesn't matter what (laughs) continent you go to, we will come and see you. So has the, I think I remember uh, when you first went viral, I remember seeing you post something saying, I'm based in Richmond, which is in London. If you can't come to the practice, this is what you do. So that's in terms of like filtering out the leads and all of that. What percentage of the leads that have been coming through would you say are serious and positive? It's quite difficult. So I'd probably say like 20% are, Pretty you know, good. it's very good, um, are, you know, primed and ready for treatment. Um, and and then the rest are either not ready in their journey yet, but they might be in the future. Um, um, or they are just the other side of the world. And um, <laughs> You know, I've been seeing a lot of virtual consults um, just to have, you know, those conversations. But I've had to stop because it just I just found that I was basically doing free dental advice <laughs> for people all over the world. And they were never going to see me. So I've stopped yeah. doing that now. Um, but it was a good uh, lesson. So I'd say 20 percent is pretty, pretty good. I remember when I first went viral because I was doing free virtual consults as well and my diary was fully booked with free virtual consults and I remember this would be like a working day because it was just too much to try and adjust the diary so I just left it open and it would be like throughout the day between patients I would squeeze a consult so I remember I'd see a patient do a consult and a lot of it was like you're saying a lot of it would be people who were like across the world or who was you know who had very complex treatment stuff so I had to actually put a fee on the on the consultation but it's something that is redeemable against the treatment so I think making some adjustments 
to but that's all the learning curve and you don't know like you know obviously when you don't have too many inquiries you're you're willing to make allowances but when it gets to a lot then you're like I physically can't spread myself um that thing yeah totally and even with the free in person now that I'm I'm booked up until middle of June I I've just decided I have to charge for consult I just I can't because if they do say go ahead with Invisalign like and that is the best treatment I'm basically a glorified TCO do you know what I mean yeah. and I and, yeah. and I'm not getting paid paid for that time so um I'm, I've had to put a fee on it unfortunately but I think we've got to also remember we are you know professionals we should get paid for our time no but even the 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 advice that you give like even with the virtual consults that we do some stuff that is very simple to us like even now I'll get Instagram messages of people asking me for clinical advice and at the beginning when it was locked down and I wasn't doing anything else I would happily spend hours like replying to these messages really yeah. detailed and then after a while I was like look I physically can't be giving clinical advice out like this you're more than welcome to book a consultation and then we can spend time going through it but it's not feasible for me to just spend here and and stuff that is relatively you know easy for us to know and it's obvious to us but it's actual work and it's actual clinical time um and if you can't do it if I had the time I would gladly do it but when you don't have the time then you have to kind of make um make allowances and make things different sets stuff in place and I'd say that Instagram is particularly bad for that I probably get like 20 messages a day with people's photos of their teeth saying hey like what would you recommend and I'm like and I've just had to say like I cannot give advice out on on Instagram and I and I can't get back to all of you like there's just too many yeah yeah absolutely what kind of uh, provisions or changes has the practice made to kind of accommodate for the new rising TikTok star (laughs) so um so we we've started to block time off in the future for consult space so that we're not just filling it up with hygiene so we have space because I think one of the most important things with leads is to be able to get them in quickly you know they're on this high they're on this journey and if you say oh there's an appointment in six weeks mm. their enthusiasm is going to uh, wane so uh, booking space out for new patients really important um I would say yeah the filtering of the leads massive really important and then um just I think I don't know not I don't think there's been that much adjustment apart from that I think just riding the wave and trying to get as many people on on thumbs on seats as possible really while it's still while it's still going well do you block out time in your diary for filming (laughs) you know what I I don't but it's weird isn't it because like I'll have days where I just really can't be bothered like yeah you know I'll have like a spot on the middle of my forehead and <laughs> I just I can't be bothered and then there's days where a patient doesn't turn up or they you know they have to reschedule and, and I just I'm in the mood and I spend half yeah. an hour and I just bang out you know 10 drafts TikTok drafts and then I can just use them at different times yeah no see that's the thing with TikTok I feel like compared to Instagram with TikTok if you're not feeling it if you're not in the mood it really shows it's not like a case of you I just block out this time and I do it it the mood has to be right you have to be you know enthusiastic because otherwise it comes across and videos aren't high quality and there's days where honestly I'll force myself to do videos where say I'll have this one morning for the next couple of weeks and I can't do anything any any filming anytime else um and then I just won't be feeling it 
and you film videos no. and you're like that's really not great but then there'll <laughs> be days where between patients like if you if a patient doesn't show up or during my lunchtime I'll really be in the mood um so yeah. you never know when the mood is going to take you like it's just one of those no. everything you've got to be flexible yeah the stars have to align for you to be in the mood <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Laura, for joining me today. It's been such an incredible chat and I'm so happy to see you go viral because like I said, I've been a fan of you from day one and I really, really enjoy all the content. Please just bring pre-viral Laura back sometimes as well because I really enjoy that content. <laughs> for you, I will. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having me. <laughs> Pleasure. really hope you've enjoyed this episode and hopefully learned a few things I know I certainly did and as always don't forget to let me know what you thought of this episode you can reach out to me on Instagram at Dr Shadi Manucheri I always love hearing your responses and if you have any requests for future podcast episodes please let me know there I do usually listen if there are specific requests that are quite popular as always there will be a new episode every week so please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode and I can't wait to speak to you soon